Welcome to Songwriter Trists, an intimate podcast that interviews artists about the art of songwriting and find out more about the life behind the songs. I am singer-songwriter Ray Lee and your host for this show. Music saved my life and I want to talk to other songwriters about the power of songwriting, talk about their journey and how they got to where they are today. This is a safe space to share stories, lessons and emotions, all the great things that build an amazing song. Today's episode, I have a talk with Marty Dodson from Apple Valley, California. He's an American singer-songwriter and producer and author. He has songs recorded by artists such as Kerry Underwood, Kenny Chesney, George Strait, the Oak Ridge Boys, The Plain White Tees, Saving Jane, so many more. He is a master, a teacher and long-time lover of songwriting. The perfect person to be on this podcast. One of his first singles that hit certified gold album was Everybody Wants to Go to Heaven. He's also had number one hit singles like Must Be Doing Something Right, While You Loved Me, Songs Like This by Carrie Underwood, and the list just goes on and on. He's also written books such as The Songwriter's Guide to Mastering Co-Writing, Song Building, Mastering Lyric Writing, and How to Write Better Songs Faster. He is a mentor and a teacher on songtown.com, and anyone who wants to improve on their songwriting skills can be a part of this worldwide online songwriting community. I've been a part of it for a year and I attended one of their retreats in Nashville in 2019. And I highly recommend if this is a passion of yours and you want to get more involved and improve on your songwriting, I cannot recommend these guys enough. Here is the interview that I had with this amazing mentor, Marty Thank you so much for joining me on Songwriters Trists I'm and having a twist with me. Um, I've been starting mainly with getting you to share a little bit more about who you are and where you come from. So I'm Marty Dodson. I grew up in Nashville. I was born in California, but I grew up in Nashville. And um, I was always really intimidated by the music business because people were working on our air conditioner. were trying to be songwriters and waitresses were trying to be songwriters. And so it was, it was very intimidating because I didn't see anybody succeeding at it. So I just went to college, got a degree in psychology and worked for about 10 years um, doing something else. And mm-hmm. kind of one day woke up and was like, you know, I don't think I'm really doing what I set out to do. I just kind of, took jobs that were offered to me, you know, and Mm. here we are 10 years later and I'm not doing something I love. And so I um, read a book called What Colors Your Parachute that talks about how to find your passion and to make a living off your passion. And that was just really a a pivotal book. And so I read that. And when I got done with the book, I thought, well, if it had this, all these things for you to fill out. And I realized if I could have been anything I wanted to be, I would have been a songwriter. So 
thought, you know, I'm going to try it. So I set out to do it then. It's very inspirational. It's one of the things that's inspired me. And I see myself as a student of yours because I'm a part of the Songtown group and there is just so much content a year on after joining. I'm still not through it all. Mm -hmm. Um, But I love that I can read your books and I can read all that content and just follow that journey. Um, But actually one of my favorite authors, aside from yourself, is Jane Austen. And she says, the distance is nothing when one has the motive. You know, and it is just that it's if you you say you know what you really want to do, any obstacle comes in your way doesn't matter. Yeah, so really that's right. Cool. Do you remember the first song you ever wrote? I do. It was called "Daddy's Little Girl." Okay. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't know why I, I didn't have children. I was like, I was thinking I was nineteen, but I just had this idea called "Daddy's Little Girl" and. Um, so that, that's the, that's the first one that I remember like completing. I think when I was a little kid, I probably wrote, you know, something about the girl up the street that I thought was cute or something like that. But that's, that's the first song that I actually remember going, no, that's kind of like a song that might be on the radio or something. Yeah. And what was your main goal? Like getting into songwriting, um, cause you're, you can sing as well. Cause I've seen you, you know, jamming on the guitar and stuff. What's your main goal as a, an artist that you want people to feel or hear? Like, is it just you want to write hit songs that people can dance to on the radio or what is it you, your like sort of mission behind your music business and your artistry? Um, well, you know, that's, that's a great question. When I first started, I think it was just to figure out how to make a living doing something I loved instead of just always having a job, mm-hmm. you know, for the rest of my life that I didn't, really love but as as it's kind of gone along I think what it what it's become for me is I want to write songs that let uh particularly my children and grandchildren know who I I am Mm -hmm. and and you know to show my values to show what I think is important so that's kind of changed you know what I've what I write has changed a little bit in that I I really want to um let my songs reflect who I am and what I believe. And, and also, you know, with um, all the ugliness going on in the world, Mm -hmm. uh, I feel a real responsibility to write things that lift people up, encourage people, make people feel good. So, um, you know, like I I grew up with the dad who was a drug addict, but I don't write about that because it's not, I think other people who are in that situation come to music to get away from their dad who's a drug addict, not to hear me talk about mine, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I, I try to kind of make my songs be a little bit of light in somebody's day, I guess. Yeah. Adding hope to the world and positivity. And I think that you kind of put on something where it's not just as artists, I think in all art, we should lift each other up, but just in everything that we do, not just what we're doing music, but for people who are listening who aren't artists, if there's something you can do, like I think someone used to tell me that just smiling at someone walking down the street can make their day and it's worth it, you know, because it's not hard to smile and there's, there's so many little things that we can choose to do to lift people up and, yeah, like you said, with all the darkness in the world, it's worth doing. You said, so you, you said you want to do something that you love. When, do you remember when you fell in love with songwriting? Yeah, I think when I was 11, I got my first guitar Mm -hmm. and we had all very stressful situation at home. 
And so I would um, go sit on our steps going down into our basement because I found a spot where there was like an echo. Oh, nice. And it, it sounded yeah. good. Yeah. So yeah. it sounded good if you sat there on that step. So I would sit there and just play my guitar. And I, and I loved John Denver and James Taylor and a bunch of like singer songwriter type people. Yeah. And so I would play their songs and then um, I just fell in love with great songs and great music and it inspired me to kind of you know I go well maybe I could write this song like John Denver or this one like James Taylor so I would try that as a little kid and I, you know most of them I didn't finish yeah. um, but I you know I, I think that's what it was it was just falling in love with great songs that inspired me to try to write one you know yeah absolutely and you you mentioned that you know you were getting away and for me up until kind of when I connected with you guys over in the US, music was just my escapism from the harshest of my reality. And I realized there's such power in creating and art. And um, that's kind of why I wanted to do this is like, I know what music's done for me and how it's actually lifted me up when I didn't feel like I could connect, connect with anyone else. And the more and more I speak to more other artists, it's like, it's the same. You yeah. know, it's it lifts ourselves up, but when we do that, it takes such strength and courage. So I want to um, just acknowledge you in that. Well done for Thank um, you. taking well, that that route. It's a healthier route, you know. I think it's my therapy in a lot of ways. You know, yeah. I, I can I can write about something in, in a, and it feels safer sometimes than talking to someone about it. You know, absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, my songs. I felt safe in writing songs about things that were so dark that definitely couldn't talk about socially or mm-hmm. personally but I also couldn't sing I couldn't share those songs with anyone either mm-hmm. because to me they were so scarily vulnerable and honest um, and it's only once I started to heal the things that I was escaping from that I was able to start sharing those songs and that that truth of what's going on but I still feel safer in the fact that it's a song you know, I'm not preaching at anyone. I'm not saying you have to hear me or you have to listen to me whinge. But I have noticed with the songs I've released so far, I have a tendency to make people cry. <laughs> you know, that seems to be my skill so far. I'm trying to mm-hmm. learn not to. But I'm also finding that the better I am and the more I'm becoming a professional songwriter, um, I'm actually writing a happier songs and more powerful songs. And I'm really enjoying seeing that transition. So... Yeah, it's cool. Um, so do you have something in mind, because this is something that you've written books around, around co-writing, do you have a, a habit or something that you always do that you take into when you're going to co-write with someone? Um, you know, I try to be very, very prepared, you know, mm-hmm. so I, I feel a, a real responsibility to my co-writers to not waste their time and to be, you know, on on my game. So, I mean, I, I try to, you know, make sure I've gotten enough sleep and I try to go for a walk in the morning and eat a good breakfast. So that, so that I'm just kind of physically and mentally prepared, but then I also try to go in with an idea or a bunch of ideas actually that I think that particular co-writer will like. So I have a database where I put them all my regular co-writer. You know, so if I come up with an idea and I want to write it with Paul, one of my regular co-writers, I put his name by it. So when I write with him, I can just search and find all the ideas I want to write with Paul, you know? Yeah. So I try, I try to go in, I guess I kind of look at it as honoring my co-writer of just like, I want, I want to go in with something that 
lets them be their best self and that, um, that I'm giving my best self to the co-write that day as well. Absolutely. You sound like a pro athlete, athlete you know, getting ready for the Olympics, you're like <laughs> physically and mentally ready. And that's um, fantastic. I actually haven't met anyone that's given that sort of a response. So maybe that's what I need to do to lift my game. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know how many co-writes I've been in where someone came in and said, man, I'm sorry. I was up till 4.30 in the morning and I'm really hung over. Mm, and, you know, and I'll, and I'll say, well, you know, that's okay. What do you want to write? Well, I've really got nothing, you know, and it's like, oh, why, why are we doing yeah. this? You know, it's kind of wasting so, time. Yeah, exactly. What's the best advice that you've ever been given? Mm. I think probably don't settle. Mm-hmm. My my first publisher was a great writer and he was my mentor and you know he he would come in and he'd go man you nailed that first verse in the chorus and then you just sail you know you just settled on the second verse and you know he said it's got to be he he was continually saying it's got to be great it can't mm. it can't just be good it's got to be great and, you know and he'd remind me you know I'm competing with him I'm competing with the best writers out there you know so I, th- I think that's probably the best advice. The uh, another great piece of advice, and that I actually just read from Smokey Robinson was, um, yeah. he said a song is about one thing, and and too many times we try to make it about ten things. Yeah. And you know, if you've got three minutes to communicate something, it has to be kind of one clear message. So that I think has really shaped how I write too. Yeah, brilliant. That's really good advice. Um, Okay, so I've got those ones. Um, do you have any advice for songwriters who may maybe just starting out, maybe people who would be your ideal member coming into Songtown? Um, what's your the first thing that they should really be thinking about and, and working on? You know, I got an email today from someone who said, you know, hey, it seems like a lot of people in Songtown are, are writing this kind of music and I don't like that kind of music. So am I just out of luck in the commercial <laughs> music business? And, okay. and us, and my answer to that was, you know, I think I encourage everybody to find music that you like and write music like that. Like don't, yeah. don't go, well, this artist is popular. I don't really like them, but I'm going to try to write that kind of thing because mm. it's not going to be good because you don't even like it, you know? So mm. I encourage everybody to not change who they are, but to find out how what they love fits into the music business. Mm. You know, where, where does that fit? What you love to do and then chase that. Don't, don't chase what other people are doing that you don't like or, or um, things that feel inauthentic to you, but just find find something that feels authentic to you and, and true and then figure out how that fits. Yeah. Cause you, you've written in multiple different countries and even different languages. How did you, how do you go from, you know, doing what's authentic to you and what you like to, I guess, versatile and writing for all sorts of different things and languages and mm-hmm. places and genres well, what, I, I'm fortunate, I guess, in that I like a lot of different things. You know, so, I mean, yeah. I, I like a lot of pop music. I of, like a lot of bluegrass, rock music, country. And, and so I've, I've found it easy to fall into some of the, you know, those things and um, 
find find something in that genre that I like to do. And you know, for instance, in country, there's certain there's certain styles of things like bro country. Yeah, I didn't grow up that way. I don't love that music. Yeah, and there's some people that write it really, really well, and it's really authentic for them. So I just let them have that. You know, I don't I don't worry that I can't do that. I I just go. I'm going to go out and try to write a great song and um, find a home for it instead of chasing something else. Yeah. And in all the songs that you have written, do you have one that's your favorite? Uh, One that you like the most? I don't know. I have a, um, there's one called Fired Up that I really like that Joe Cocker cut. Mm -hmm. Um, I like what it says. I think it, it really represents my worldview. In, yeah. in a lot of ways, it touches on racism. It touches on um, just kind of loving each other and and uh, over overlooking our differences. And so, if I had to pick one, I'd probably say that one. I'm I'm very proud of that one. favorite co-writing session uh that it would probably be that same song oddly okay. enough. um my my co-writer um i had two canadian scottish co-writers um on that um alan frew and johnny reed and johnny was the original artist on the song and he came in as he said i need this a show opener kind of song really up tempo gets the crowd on their feet I've got just this little fired up thing and he sang what he had of it. And just the whole co-write, he would say, nope, that's not my audience. Mm. We need to say this kind of thing for my audience. And he was so good at knowing who he was singing to mm. that it made writing the song really, really easy. Mm. And and I think that contributed to the success of the song as well because it's just – from an from an entertainer that's been in front of huge crowds, he knew what yeah. he wanted to say. He knew how the song was going to come across. And I think sometimes as a writer that doesn't perform as much, I don't get that. You know, I mean, like I've mm-hmm. never sung my song in front of sixty thousand people. You know, yeah. But he has, and so yeah. that that experience really made me start thinking about the end user for songs. You know, like you know, I'm, I'm actually writing the song for that person out in the grass at the festival, you know. Yeah. Know your holding audience. Up their beer. Yeah. yeah. So that that was probably my favorite one just because he his focus made it so easy. Yeah. Well, I mean it sounds like two people coming together with a common purpose. And I actually haven't thought about it that way, but it makes so much more sense because with a song, like you said, we're communicating hopefully just one message. And if, if I was to talk to my child or if I was to talk to my parents or if I was to talk to my best friend or if I was to talk to a complete stranger, I could be saying the same thing, but I would say it completely different depending on who I was talking to. And yet I haven't actually thought about that when I'm singing my songs. Although most of my songs are me singing to myself, so I'm probably <laughs> <laughs> singing them to other people who are experiencing the same things as me. But um, that's brilliant. I, I have one last question question which i'm asking everyone if you could do a co-write with anyone living or dead who would it be and why oh wow you know i mean i might pick bruno mars 
Okay. I, th- I think he, I think he just does such creative stuff. Like, you know, when I hear his records, I go, wow, I, w- I wouldn't have expected that from him or, yeah. you know, he, it just seems like he's always coming up with something new and a new way to kind of reinvent himself and what he does. And I, I love that. So, and I love, I love a lot of his music. So For sure. I guess he would have to be my one. Yeah, great. Well, hopefully he, um, maybe he'll hear this and be like, oh, yeah, I'll co-write with you. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> we can connect it in a, have a little songwriter's truth right. of your own. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Um, do you have anything else that you would like to share or, because um, I mean, you've got so much going on. Is there something that you would like to highlight or share with my audience, someone that might be listening to the songwriter's truths? Yeah, I think, I mean, one thing I have been telling lots of songwriters is, you know, I think it's one of the best times, you know, a lot of the money stuff is getting figured out with streaming and that kind of thing. And I think that's going to be a a huge improvement, but taking the money aside of just as far as a time in history, when you can get your songs heard, Mm. there's no better time than right now. And, and so I just encourage people, you know, if you have songs in your heart, write them and, if no one else will put them out there, put them out there, you know, so that yeah. people can hear your music because it's, it's just such a neat time to be able to, you know, record something and you love it and you put it out, you know, and I did that recently Absolutely. and we've had, we get more than 2000 people have heard it, you know, and Yay. it would have just been sitting there on a hard drive somewhere because it's not the kind of thing I would pitch to someone else, you know? So it's I just say, song. you know, if you're a songwriter, write, and and put your music out there so that people can hear it. Absolutely. Don't wait for someone to come knocking on your door. Just do it. And that's what I've done. I mean, I've, I'm fully independent. Um, I've got my own independent record label now and my own mm-hmm. independent publishing and I own it all. And it's it's a lot more money, but at the same time, I get to do it. And I'm not waiting for someone else to go, hey, we'll do this for you. I'm like, I'm just doing it myself. And if someone else comes along and says they want to help me do it, I'm like, amazing, you know, like mm-hmm. that's, that's great. But um, yeah, if I can do it, then anyone can do it. If I'm honest, like it's not as hard as I think what I thought it was. And a lot of people think it is like this big thing to record a song. And um, I would, I would recommend getting reviews and getting feedback and learning like what I did. I've been to a few different songwriting retreats and right. um, you know, your one in Nashville and that definitely gave me confidence in what I was doing and knowing that I was going the right path for me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think if we can, you know, I definitely think getting reviews on your songs is really important and being able to be teachable and take feedback. Um, yeah, you want to you want to make sure your song's good before you put it out, for sure. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> um, and like I, I tested all of my songs on like open mic nights and complete mm-hmm. strangers, but I think it definitely needs to be performed because I've I've gone and written some songs that are horribly depressing, but it was just what I needed to get out. And then I've gone to sing it on stage at like a little bar where everyone's having a go and I'm singing and as I'm singing, I'm going, oh, yeah, no, I don't want anyone to hear this. (laughs) This isn't what I want to put into the world. So thank you so much. Take care. You too. Take care. Bye. Thanks for joining our songwriters, Trist, today. To join the family and keep up to date with future podcasts, follow us on Facebook or Instagram and subscribe. To contact me or learn more, visit my website, www.ray-lee.com.